1: Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? You idiot, you fool! Hey,
0: dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast.
1: Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.
0: Hey, idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. JMS if you're nasty or lazy or just want to call me JMS, it's fine. Look, I'm a stand-up comedian in the normal times, hoping to be back at it soon, and I'm your host, and I don't know fucking anything is what I've learned through the years. Uh, I thought I was so smart, and there's just, you know, you venture out in the world, and there's so much you just really don't know, and that, my friends, is why we're here. So thank you for joining me. If you are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome Thanks for taking a chance on me and all the fun guests I have. If you wouldn't mind being so kind and just hitting that little subscribe button wherever you're listening to this, leave me a rating and a review on the iTunes podcast app or wherever you get podcasts. iTunes is where I see them, but I'm grateful for reviews anywheres, anywheres. Wow. It really helps. Um, With a lot of the algorithms, it will make my podcast appear higher so more people can listen and get the answers to their ignorant questions. And thank you so much to everyone who's already done that. I'm so grateful. I love reading the new reviews when they come in and, you know, they, they stay in my heart. They hold a special place and I am fond of them and I have not forgotten any of you. You know who else I'm fond of? You know what I'm about to say. My motherfucking patrons. That's right. You want to support the podcast a little bit more and get a little bit more or maybe a little bit more than a little bit more? patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed you can be like my best idiots forever gene and kathy top to your patrons or like i said for as little as a dollar a month you get these episodes uncut which means more than the full hour whatever the extra bonus is it's there and you don't even hear this intro you won't hear me asking for patrons because you're already a patron and there's no ads no ads Mm, which isn't like a huge deal but like Look, I'm manifesting, and by manifesting, I'm working my ass off to grow this podcast. I'm trying to reach you guys, but also, stand-up isn't happening right now, so I'm doing what I can to make coins, so I'm trying to get those ads rolling in. So, get over to Patreon, and for literally a dollar a month, you get uh, no no ads, uncut, so you get the full, raw interview, it goes lengthy, all the things I chop out, everything that's over an hour, and I post stand-up clips, I... I, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on over there. And there's different tier levels. We do hangouts. I do postcards. I'm actually just sitting down after this, getting ready to to send out my valentines, which I better fucking chip, chop, chip on. Oh, motherfucker. You guys are getting your valentines late. Where does the time go? Anyway, uh, I'll get them in the mail by the end of this week. But we'll see if they get there. Yeah, neither here nor there. Thank you to all of my patrons. I am so grateful for you. Uh, now more than ever i've always been grateful for you and please know that like I, I view you guys as friends you know what i mean it's a community i call you guys idiots but it's out of love uh and i'm grateful i'm grateful to have just a cool crew i can you know chat with we can we go further into some of these conversations we get really real and if you want to get really real but you can't afford to spend even a dollar there's another place to do it and that is our facebook group ignorance is hashtag blessed Idiots, search for that in your Facebook bar. I post for guests ahead of time so you can submit questions for me to ask. We discuss guests. It's cool. It's it's an open forum for people to kind of you know open up about about their questions, their curiosities, their perspectives. It's a safe space for unsafe questions. Uh, that what that means is you know it's not parlor. It's not fucking you know go off the wall with hate speech, crazy shit. It is you have a question, is something that uh, you're confused about. You're like, oh, well, everyone says this, but I grew up and I've never met someone who does that. So it's confusing to me. We talk it out. That's what it's there for. And a lot of great memes, mostly by John. Patron, friend, the meme guy. He's the, he's uh the, I, we made fun of memes on my other podcast, but John is our heart and soul uh, of the meme world. But everyone posting funny videos, posting funny shit and interesting shit. So it's a, uh, It's a whole community we got going on over here and I would love for you to be a part of it in whatever capacity you are willing to be a part of it. And also I never say this, but if you're like, uh, this would apply to both of my podcasts, but if you're thinking, oh, I would like to join, but is it weird? Like I'm coming in by myself. Am I some sort of weird? It's like, is it like going to a show alone? That's not weird either. Uh, And I can tell you because a lot of people do it. A lot of fans, a lot of even patrons come to my shows when I'm on the road it's cool. It's everyone there. It's so welcoming. And I, you know, I'm very grateful that it's just a good group of people, but it, it's sort of, you know, formed this friendship community. So basically every patron has come on their own fan of the show. And now they like, we're all getting to know each other. It's like, you know, you start to recognize people in the chat, uh, in the Facebook group, or when we do the Google Hangs for people at that level, it's like a small, intimate group. So it's just like friends kicking it. And I'm just like, I don't know, I'm really grateful. So if that's something you've been sitting on and you've been like, I want to, but I feel uncomfortable, you are welcome and you don't need to be. And I know that doesn't stop you from feeling uncomfortable, but fuck it. If you're thinking about it, take the plunge for one month, come in. Come to one of the hangs if you're in that tier and go, you guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm one of the guys that felt uncomfortable. I, I'm one of the ladies that felt like I want to do this, but am I a weirdo? It's all open. It's, it's so easy and everyone will be like, oh, don't be. It's cool. Like it, I, I just hate to think that like, maybe there is no one feeling that way, but if there's someone who's been sitting on it to take the leap, take the leap. And speaking of taking the leap, let's get to, well, first of all. Shout out to uh, the newest patron, Dale. I got to give a shout out. He just joined. Uh, he was on my other podcast, Patreon. So, you know, what that means I'm fucking converting him. That's right. I'm getting him to be a fan of both things. Woo. But taking leaps is what today's episode is all about. Leaps of faith in uh, life, moving across the country, career, love. You guys, my guest this week is Garen Flowers. And now let me tell you, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, cause I've mentioned it on the other podcast when we tried to do bachelor, uh, bachelorette for one season. Um, Garrett and I went to college together. We're, we're college buds and he's just an incredible guy. Always seemed, you know, just like well-rounded did it all in all the clubs, college president. And, uh, you know, he went from college to being an, an incredible newscaster. We talk about that. We talk about journalism. We talk about the ethics of journalism and how hard it is to, you know, cut your teeth in that industry. And he, um, has since moved out to LA to pursue uh bigger dreams, some bigger entertainment goals. And um if you don't know, he was on the most recent season of Bachelorette. So yeah, we dig into it a little. Um for the full thing, you might have to <clears throat> subscribe to that Patreon to get the bonus material, but you're going to love this one. He's just a genuinely good guy. It's just a good conversation. I anytime I can It's always nice having someone I already know that there's like a built-in comfort. Although I will say all of my guests so far, I don't know if you guys can sense it. So it's been all people easy to talk to. Some people are a little tougher. Some people, uh, just, you know, very introverted And sometimes it's like hard to keep the conversation going. Have not had that this year. It's been easy breezy. And if I, if I thought I was confident enough to just bring people on and ask them about their lives, I think I would do more we don't need a topic, but I want to get to know you. And maybe there's a way that I eventually will. Uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm rambling because I'm just excited. I'm going to shut the hell up. This is such a long intro. You guys, please enjoy this episode. Get to the Facebook group. Tell me what you think. Let me know. Go follow, uh, follow Garen. All of his stuff is in the show notes, all his links. You're going to love him. Uh, he's great. So enough. Here's Garen Flowers. Hey, idiots, welcome to another episode of Ignorance's Hashtag Blast. I am here with my awesome, old, like, I don't want to say old college friend. Are we old enough to be, like, old college friend? But Garen Flowers is here. Thanks for joining me. How about
1: we just say young college friend? How about My that? young
0: college friend. Let's just my split, youthful, let's switch it up. We, we graduated together last year. Our, right. Living, living our youthful dreams. How, I mean, how are you, man? How's, how's, how are you holding up in pandemic? Obviously, everyone listening, I'm sure some of you are like, the bachelorette. We'll touch on that, like, at some point, at like that. a little bit. But but that. that's not the summation of Garen, and you're far too, uh, I don't know, incredible <laughs> to make that the focus of the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm
0: how good. How have you been? I'm yeah? good.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is... Life is crazy, you know. Twenty twenty for me was like was booming. <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty was booming. I, I had a lot of stuff, like you know, mo- monetarily it wasn't great, but as far as just like resume builders and just like stuff and like friendships, it, it, it was it was cra- incredible. And twenty twenty one has started a little weird with uh, you know insurrections and and, and craziness. But um, so you know that that stuff does have an impact, you know, on me and and people around me, but. Overall, I'm doing well, and I've got some really cool things to look forward to this year.
0: Oh, that's exciting! I'm glad you're like doing you know as well as you can, given that yeah, we've all seen the world on fire in various figurative and literal ways, right? uh, This past year. Well, Mm. let's talk about so for those listening who don't know, Garen and I went to college together, University of South Florida. Go Go Bulls! Garen was like. I mean, like King of the Campus. He was literally <laughs> the coolest guy in school. Um, you're too kind. So, I mean, you you like did it all. You were like, the, you know, Omega Sci-Fi. You were like student body president. You're president, right? I
1: was president. Yeah. President I just had the thought
0: of like he wasn't vice president. I wouldn't not know who the president was.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it went from vice president to president. So, you, presa- so you're, I remember you're there correct.
0: was a <gasps> scandal. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, my a God. Scandal.
1: Yeah. So but, but well, real you. quick, uh, the, the reason I did so much at USF and it, and it didn't happen, I didn't plan it that way, was when I was in high school, all I did was run track and play football and I didn't get involved in any activities or anything. And I kind of felt just like I've kind of fell to the background. And it really hit me when I was visiting uh, campus one day after I graduated and I was with my basketball buddy that was super popular. And oh everyone God. was like saying hi to him. What's up, Brian? How you doing? And kind of looking at me like recognize you and it's just like damn i went here for four years and it's kind of just like (laughs) what did i accomplish so when i went to usf i literally went ape shit and now my face is on the wall so that's amazing that's that's so
0: funny because i almost had the opposite experience where like i was i went ham in high school yeah and then i look back at usf and i'm like i was i was involved but i'm like why did I suddenly just become a person who was like in one thing? Wow. Like what happened? Cuz in high school I was like every club, student government. And I'm like uh-huh. I, I don't know. I guess I was like check. <laughs> I I it's it was so much fun. I loved doing it and I was like, and I was like why did I just I joined a sorority halfway through college. I was like, "This is a thing." I don't know. Yeah, Maybe thing. I burnt myself out.
1: <laughs> it, it, yeah, probably. But but you were great. You were awesome in school. So
0: it was fun. I was re- I was so excited that like we ended up getting to know each other because I th- I think our uh, our sorority and fraternities got teamed up for something. Is
1: how? Yeah, I, th- I think we had teamed up for Greek Week, and that's
0: right. Oh, and on uh, f- Andrea.
1: Yes. I can't yes. even
0: remember her last name. I'm a, the worst sister ever. Holy no, shit. Well, you had a ton of sisters. So, ver, so it's all ver, ver, She knows I love her. But like she introduced, she was like friends with some of you guys. She did like the Miss Purple and Gold.
1: Yes. We I, we became really close with her. So she kind of brought us into your sorority. And then I became close with uh, just multiple, like you, Jessica the- Copeland. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole sorority. Yeah, Yeah, the whole sorority. Yeah, so many. So, and I went Um, to your formal. I went to your formal. We have a picture together. You and I have a picture picture
0: together from formal. You were my. I think you were my formal date. That was like. Yeah. I remember. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it was like we were like wilded out on the dance floor, and I look back and I'm like, "What was that a fun formal or was I just acting crazy and dancing and no one else was?" It was so much fun. Just lots of blurry uh, fun times <laughs> back in those days but i don't know if i realized at the time were you a journalism major
1: yeah yeah i started off computer engineering which was not a good idea and then switched to journalism
0: that's so funny i started off mechanical engineering and oh, went wow. public relations i was like where can i get a degree that i don't have to think as much which is not <laughs> true i just was like this I, I won't have to use the science part of my brain i can it was literally yeah. the a lazy decision but it was still you know obviously a, a ton of work in a pr degree but like
1: yeah much much doable than mechanical though mechanical no. where i was like oh there's
0: just yeah there's just math classes i'm not going to be able to like not study for mm-hmm. whereas like i could like not study my way for a pr for writing a press release i could figure that out no. uh and thank god i did but that was probably not a <laughs> great plan uh-huh. Um, I remember going in the mass Com program and thinking I might do journalism. And then there was this like terror, this, this like terrifying woman. I don't even remember this professor's name, but I did like intro to journalism and she's like, most of you aren't going to make it out there. And I was like, all right. I'm it wasn't, sure. it wasn't
1: Lisa. Was it Lisa? Hiberian, and Temple?
0: I don't think so. It was like an older.
1: Oh, Oh, Mary, um, Mary something.
0: Yeah, she was just, like, it was, like, known in that school, in the school of mass comm, like, oh, man, if you get this professor, the, she's pretty, like, intense. The bigger lady, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, heavier yeah. set. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, Mary something. I forgot her last name, but she was, like, the goat of, like, the journalism school. And, like, yeah. she was, like, the key to, like, graduating. And I actually never had a class with her, which is crazy that, like, everyone had to go through her, and I didn't go through it.
0: You didn't? Uh, I mean, no. I think that tra- changed the trajectory of my major. Cause I was like, I'm going to do PR instead. I don't want to have to have you again. Yeah. You scare me. And I was like, she's, she's right. Not everyone's yeah. going to make it.
1: I think, but I think it was Flanagan. I think it was Mary Flanagan or something like right. that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh I my remember. God. I remember.
0: Uh, I, I remember. I remember being like, you did it. You got at least one person to get the fuck out of this program. Good for you, Mary. That's your role here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you, well, you went on to, like, do, I mean, it's, what a dumb sentence, do journalism, but you were, like, actively on the news down there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, like, my time at USF, you know, a lot of it was on me. I didn't do a great job as a student, but I also didn't have anyone that, like, really, like, championed me and, like, really wanted me to, like, succeed. That's this, hard. This, yeah, you know, because you need, you need people to, like... When they see a student struggling or a student not doing well, but they have potential to kind of latch on to you a little bit and grab you. Like, I'm a professor now, so I get that, you know? Sometimes some people need a little extra boost and a little extra push. So I didn't have that, but I had these two guidance counselors that were amazing, and they ended up helping me and, like, pushing me through Cause I had to petition to like stay in the program cause my GPA wasn't high enough.
0: Oh my God. So, I would have never, that's no, so funny. Cause I was
1: doing so much. Everybody would have thought I was just like, you know, at 4.0 or something.
0: But you're balancing everything. I yeah. get that where you're like, oh, you think I'm doing this and have time to study? Like, no, I'm right. socially no. crushing it. Academically, crushing I am it. holding on by a
1: thread. Holding on by a literal thread. So these, these guidance counselors championed me and, and then, you know, I think the professors underestimated me because I went to Northwestern, which is the top journalism school in the country.
0: Oh, my God. And then was the
1: first person from my class to get a job on TV. And then now USF like uses me a lot for like the speeches, example. speaking and exam- Yeah. And I'm like, you, you hated me They're when like, I was in school. You didn't do this.
0: Yeah. Where are those guidance counselors? Right. Like That's- Those are the ones who helped me. Did you think when you when you got into the, you know, when you were in the journalism program, like you know, early on and maybe not, not, you know, your GPA was a little lackluster. Did you at that point think like, I'll go to Northwestern? <laughs> you know, you it, know? I,
1: I mentioned that lady, uh, Lisa Haverian and Temple. She told me about graduate school. She said, you should look into Columbia. You should look into Northwestern or Missouri. And so I had no plans on going to grad school just because they teach you journalism. Like, you don't need to go to master's. Just get out there. Yeah. But after I graduated, I you know, realized that I didn't have a thing to my name to get a job. Like, I had nothing except for my degree. I didn't have a demo tape. I didn't have Whoa. experience. Well, I had an internship, but I didn't really have Internships a Internships
0: can be horse shit, though. Where'd you internship right. or ABC, intern at?
1: ABC Action News.
0: Did they in, let in you, like, really get dig in, or did you become, they like, did. the coffee guy? Oh, they, they, that's great. They
1: let me dig in. Like, I was, like, at the scene of, like, crimes, and, like, <laughs> I was in the news trucks. But the problem was all the work I had done was left at the station and this guy that was helping me just like stopped answering messages. And I was <gasps>
0: like,
1: I kind of need all that work that we did. It so that's up
0: my portfolio. So I can get portfolio. a job.
1: So I had nothing. So that's why I decided to go to grad school and Damn. it was great.
0: I feel like it worked out. Did you go straight from, from grad school? Did you get hired? Were you in Tampa doing journalism? Now I can't remember.
1: So, uh, yeah, my last job in news was in Tampa. So did kinda, you go there first? Cool. Where'd
0: you start? Like as far as being on in the news, like on TV,
1: Tallahassee, Florida, the crazy oh, capital of shit. Florida.
0: That's what they They say that like with journalism, you kind of have to like you you should start in smaller markets and then like work your way
1: yeah. up. You, you should you, you're supposed to start in a small city, work your way up. It just I just kind of lucked out that. I got to start in Florida and I used lucked out with a grain of salt because that was like a horrible, miserable two and a half years. There.
0: <laughs> I lucked out and I got this terrible job,
1: terrible man. job, but it but it led to better jobs. So it was all
0: well. Good. And sometimes it's that that's all it is is like a resume buffer to go like, hey, I know how to do the thing. So can you just give me a better position doing it?
1: Exactly. That would be great. Exactly.
0: And then you went straight from Tallahassee to Tampa.
1: Uh, No. uh, Yes and no. So like the job I got in Tallahassee was um, the the next job was as a political reporter for Tegna, which owns several TV stations. So I stayed in Tallahassee, but I was reporting for Jacksonville and Tampa.
0: Wow. So you can see me on the
1: news in Jacksonville and Tampa.
0: But you were in Tallahassee. But I was in Tallahassee. The capital. You're a political reporter.
1: Yep. And then a year and a half doing that, the Tampa station pulled me down and then I started reporting out of Tampa.
0: And then wait, what station in Tampa was that? Was that?
1: That was uh, WTSP, which is the CBS station.
0: Oh, CBS station. Okay, cool. I want to ask as a political reporter, um, I'm curious, did you have like full kind of freedom to exercise, you know, like journalistically, like reporting these stories. I I just am always curious if, you know, you hear about these stations that have slants, like we all hear everyone go like Fox news, Republicans, MSNBC is super liberal in, in your career doing journalism, but specifically political, were you ever like sort of at least, um, you know, encouraged to go a certain way or did they allow you to just report from your viewpoint from what you saw?
1: I, I luckily worked for a station that was pretty big on investigations. Great. So, you know, wh- whenever you're whenever you're doing something that involves an advertiser, you have to be careful and you have to make sure that you're open with the advertisers about it and kind of do your thing. And sometimes they might shut that down. But <laughs> outside of that, they let us have free reign. And so as long as I was like doing good investigative work and like, f- like factually getting everything correct and... And, and getting the full story, they kind of let me run away with things and, and, and do my thing.
0: What a gift. So it
1: was a very lucky, yeah, opportunity to like really dig deep and do some good journalism.
0: Yeah, oh, I mean, that's so exciting. Do you, what do I want to, how do I want to phrase this? So you went from, how many years were you in, like on, like in the news, like on camera, on TV, before you transitioned into professor and what made that decision
1: before I quit? Um, okay. well,
0: I don't know. It's <laughs> like, did you, did you go like, I want to do something else?
1: I, I was in news for seven and a half years and I knew that I always wanted to do entertainment. Eventually, I knew that from the very beginning. But it makes sense. Yeah, you
0: are, have the personality like, of someone who should be entertaining.
1: That, exactly. I mean, you, you are entertaining. You. you should be in
0: entertainment. You have the personality <laughs> of someone who should I, I be entertain. entertaining, and yet, yeah, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll start an
1: OnlyFans after this. There we go. Um, this
0: Patreon is my OnlyFans, so that's <laughs> it's fine.
1: So I, I knew I knew that I wanted to do entertainment, but I got so sucked into news that. I had, I was in it for seven and a half years and I was gonna continue. But it was a good buddy of mine. It, it's it's the most ridiculous story. Literally, my buddy and his wife had just had a baby. They lived an hour north of me. They were in my neck of the woods and were like, hey, like, let's meet up. You know, let's yeah. meet meet Max. And uh-huh. uh I was sitting there just hanging out, you know, met Max, talking to my buddy Ben. And he was talking to me about L.A. because he just for somehow always remembered that I wanted to move to L.A. And his wife overheard him, was just like, hey, why don't you come to the house? We I'm a life like I'm a I'm a organizer, a planner. I'll help you figure it out. And I
0: was oh, like, no, oh, that's like her whole thing. She's like a life yeah. kind of life
1: coach, life, life planner, coach, life planner. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, you know, my contract was coming up in like in like seven months. But I was like, I'm going to resign my contract and whatever. I go over her house and she was like. Answer me right now. Are you gonna sign your contract again? Which means you're gonna buy a house, meet a woman, get married, and get stuck here, or are you gonna move to LA? And I was like, answer it right now. Now? And she was like, I yes. And I, have I was seven like. Months. I, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna move to LA. And I made that decision seven months earlier.
0: That's amazing.
1: So I knew for seven months that I was gonna be leaving Florida and moving to LA.
0: Did you from in that period of seven months, at what point did you start going? Uh, did you, were you like, I have enough money to go out to L.A. and figure it out? Or were you like, at some point, like, I got to figure out a plan. Like, what am I going to do in L.A.?
1: That's what she was great for. She had helped me come up with a whole Excel sheet that I still have, by the way, of like, where are you going to live? Who are you going to network with? What are potential jobs? What are like things that you think you want to do 10 years from now? What are things that oh you think God. you can do right now? It was a whole sheet of like codifying and organizing how I could make my time in la successful so she did all the work for me I just needed to execute
0: that's a am- I want to meet I want to go to her what the hell right. she sounds amazing
1: I, so- I, I owe them everything
0: I, I- Thank God that like they like sat you down and were like, I think it's just so easy. I think a lot of people can relate to. And unfortunately, I hate to. I shudder at the thought that there are people listening who took the other route. But when you're doing well in a job, you know, you have these dreams. But all of a sudden, you know, you're, you know, climbing the ladder or or really tucked in at a company. You have security. Security is hard to give up in a capitalist Mm. society where you go, I know that I can keep working in this field and do well. Yeah. Do I, it's, you know, it's one thing to go to, like I went to LA almost right out. I didn't have, I had a job. I had three jobs cause I was saving up to move to LA, but like I wasn't established in a career. And I think it's one yeah. thing to go, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. When you don't have, you really don't have that security anyways, but you were like no. heels dug in and you were like, I'm going to go. Heels done go for, for it!
1: I'm going. I'm gonna go for it. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna figure it out. That's... So, so when did you move to LA? I
0: I did a I was in I worked for a year after college. So twenty, well, just, here I go aging myself. There's no more lying. <laughs> I went to college at twelve. No, I I moved out here in 2010, July of 2010. So I because I think I I graduated I think a year after you. Okay. Um, Twelve. Uh, f-
1: yeah, yeah. 20, I was nine. 2009. So
0: 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I I had known all of college. I had been like, well, I'm going to be a sta- I'm going to be a comedian. Like, right. and I don't think anyone was shocked by that. But it took until my last semester to be like, oh, I've just been saying I'm going to be a comedian. I've done nothing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> to
0: like work on that, so I like r- I looked up an open mic in Tampa, and I like wrote a whole you know, routine, a set, and then I went and I did it. And I was like, at the time, I was like, I want to be on Saturday Night Live, which, to be clear, I have, I'm have, i not sitting here turning down Saturday Night Live. I have, you know, yeah. like, I would still, obviously, would you love still, that. Yeah. But I I tried stand-up because I thought, oh, I, I heard that people on Saturday Night Live, some of them are stand-up comedians. Yeah. And I like stand-up. I'll try that. But it was like, the first time I did it, it was like, oh, I this is... I want this is I it it's so cheesy but I really had this moment like after my very first set where I was like I think I found the thing that I'm supposed to do I'm gonna do this and so I just saved up for a year I would go to a couple open mics when I could but I took on like three random ass I had a full time job but then two crazy part time jobs I was working for uh, Home Shopping Network <laughs> like on the call center and yeah. then uh, as my side job, and then I then I became a phone sex operator. Which
1: did you really?
0: I did, and I still had roommates Jesus. in college. I had my like sorority sisters who were like a year below me, so they would just like hear me in the room, them. like, "Oh yeah," and I'd be like, oh.
1: <laughs> like, what, was it was it creepy or did you enjoy it?
0: It, I, it uh, <laughs> you know, it. Uh, s- there was a spectrum. There were moments where I was like, "What the fuck," and then there were moments where I was like, and. Not that like I, I I think, I don't think anyone would describe me as a prude person. In fact, I think I definitely swing the opposite way. But there were moments where like I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is kind of hot. Like this is fun. Or just getting to do like a character. Because sometimes I do like a funny accent or whatever. And like there's this person on the phone line that just thinks you're this like... I'm a hot horny girl. And I'm just like, they're eating a banana, like, yeah, whatever.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. That is hilarious. (laughs) But
0: it was, I was just, whatever I could do to save money, because I knew it was going to be crazy coming out here. And then I just drove across. I was like, I'm going for it and kind of came out here. I ended up getting a full time job for like two and a half years doing PR for a nonprofit. But every night, like from, I, I'd clock out. I'd go straight to open mics, and I would be like, "Yeah, it it was like from yeah." In the first few years, it was. I mean, I still am an absolute workaholic, but as far as comedy goes, like the amount of with the full time job, the amount of just sleep I wasn't getting because I would stay out. I'd do four or five open mics starting at like four p.m., and then I would go hang out at the comedy clubs. I'd be at the comedy store till like two (laughs) a.m. wake up at six to get ready for work. Like time to go raise money for kids with like one eye closed. <laughs> like, but
1: I did not know the hustle you were doing. That is, it, yeah. that is inspiring.
0: Oh, thanks man. No, it was yeah. like a grind, but I think it's paid off and is paying off. Uh, yeah. It's uh it's still a grind, but there, you know, there were goals I set out at the beginning that I've hit which has left me in a clusterfuck of like, oh, I need bigger goals. I didn't I didn't yeah. think I'd hit those. <laughs>
1: like, well, r- Real quick, I've I, I turned the, the questioning on you. As, I as know. A I was journalist. like, wait, I need
0: to get back to you. <laughs> real,
1: real, real quick, real quick. Well, last question. Uh, how did you feel when you got a job, when, when you got booked to do stand up at the Roundup, which is our big like intro um, event at USF every year?
0: that was like pinnacle. First of all, I don't do yeah. very many colleges and it's cause I'm dirty. But <laughs> So when they emailed me, I was like, well, like, what are you guys looking for? Like what? But I was like, this is where my very first live standup show was at the roundup. Like it was at, oh, this wow. is, so for those of you who don't know, who guys don't know USF for their big homecoming week, they always do a big, uh, there's a, usually a standup show. It's in the sun dome, which is a basketball arena. Um, yeah, I saw it was my freshman year. I saw Dane Cook, who apparently everyone else already knew about, but I was from Alaska and I, I saw him, and that. I was like, yeah, "Wow, this that. guy's on to something!" Like he was already a star, yeah. and I'm like, "This guy's—I think he's—he's he's, going to make it." But like to to go like full circle and be there, and also they uh, they paid me the amount I owed them in a loan. <laughs> I still haven't paid it. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, you guys did pay it. <laughs> when they asked me my rate and I was like this amount because I had a loan out with USF and I had gotten a letter that they would not send my actual degree till I paid it off. So I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so they're probably not happy if they listen to this. But I was like, it's this amount. It's this exact amount is my rate that I will do it for.
1: <laughs> and that, And that was higher than what you would normally charge.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, in retrospect, now knowing what I know about like colleges and budgets, they Huge. were like, "What a steal!" Huge. <laughs> they were they because they were gonna have me open for a comedian, and they're like, "Well, we'll book two other comedians." And now I realize, oh, I fucked myself.
1: I actually, I, I actually, um, one of the things that I did because I got, did too much on campus was I was like the director of Roundup for one year. Oh my and, god! Yeah. I should have hit
0: you up and been like, "What yeah. do I ask for?" What do I ask for? If it ever circles back, I think it will. Because I have stuff, I have irons in the fire. I think maybe it'll come back in a bigger way at some point. But like, it was cool to get to go. And I I opened the show and I did the whole like, you know, SOU, you know, just like the whole cheering and I got everyone on board and just, at that point, it was the most money I'd ever made for a show. Mm -hmm. And also, still the biggest crowd I've ever done. There were like 6,000 people there. And I was like, holy shit, I'm performing for 6,000 people And I'm gonna like humble brag really quick and then I swear to God we'll move back into you. But this is just like (laughs) such a cool, like proud moment for me that the headliner I was opening for, he was like on TV and like had this big TV show. And I went on stage and like had a great set. Like it was, and also that amount of laughter coming at you, it's like a wave hitting you of like, but it's like an emotional wave of like joy (laughs) that like energizes you. And I got off stage in this headliner who I'm like, oh, it's so cool. I'm getting to open for this guy. And like, I hope he like, I hope I do good because I want to do good. I hope I do good because it's my school. But I also like hope he sees that I'm like funny because it's always good for your peers. Peers. He's ahead of me, but it's good for people to know, you know, I can do the job. I got off stage and he's like, holy. He said, holy shit. It's like you were born to play in arenas. And I was like, damn.
1: That's huge. Whoa. That's I should ask compliment. for
0: more money. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was a big moment. That was like.
1: I was happy are- to see that.
0: Thanks, man. There's like check really marks throughout my career that I like. It's, it's easy. And I think maybe, you know, you're out here doing your thing, which we're absolutely getting into right now. Uh, like, I want to I want to hear about all your stuff. Like, but for me, it's, it's easy to get wrapped up in the grind, you know, and forget yeah. about your achievements and just oh, go what's next am i going to get this thing am i get... so that is one of the things that when i like take a moment to go like well actually here you've done shit like you here is things you can point to for yourself to go oh i'm on the right path that's one of my little like shining stars you know yeah. you go I oh i love that i love yeah. that i used to keep a whole list of it sounds like your it was like a physical version of your spreadsheet almost but i had like <laughs> post-it notes in categories of like goals and then like things I'm working on and I had one of like achievements I've made like Mm -hmm. just little post-it notes and then people people to keep in touch with like network posting notes Mm -hmm. Um, yeah as like a visual reminder of hey you're not a fraud I think it's easy to get into Imposter syndrome or whatever
1: Spe- Speaking of post-it notes I saw this TikToker that I follow do this thing And I'm going to do it extra too She bought these bottles of champagne And put goals on uh, Post-it notes <gasps> And put the goals on the bottle Right? Oh my right? god! Isn't
0: yes. that, oh, I'm stealing that too. genius? Are you fucking kidding? That's yes. amazing!
1: <gasps> it's so good And she she just popped her first bottle Because one of her goals was to, to adopt a puppy <gasps> And so she popped her first bottle of champagne And I'm like that's
0: so brilliant.
1: Yeah. Oh my and God, so I love her. That. Yeah, she's I, amazing.
0: I once, I used to live, like, there was a, a couple years where I lived in like a house with a bunch of roommates here. It was like a oh. big house. It was a great, it was a fun time but I had a bottle of champagne that I had gotten from someone as like a gift and it was a really nice bottle and I put it in the fridge like this, I will not open this until I achieve something. But then yeah. like one of the roommates ended up being a rogue alcoholic and got into it and I was like, damn Jesus.
1: it. Be Is so that a mad. metaphor
0: for my life?
1: I'd be so mad. Like this bottle made everything. Man.
0: My goals. You drank them.
1: <laughs> you drank my goals for your alcoholic tendencies.
0: I know. I was like, and you just, you didn't even hide the evidence. Right. <laughs> um okay, well on I mean on that note of like goals and achievements, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about like what you're doing in entertainment and like where where your goals are. Uh so everyone, we will be right back. All right, we're back and we we derailed a little, talked about like my journey out into entertainment, but I want to talk about so you had this dream forever of like, I'm gonna right. go to LA. I wanna be in entertainment. Yes. Did you have like a specific vision for what entertainment meant to you? Like when you say entertainment, did you have a certain avenue? Yeah. Tell
1: yeah, me about Yeah, because there's it. so much, right? Like what is entertainment? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, there's so, so many pathways. Yeah. So it, it's been a little bit of like cultivating and figuring out what I really want to do, but it stemmed around being an entertainment host or reporter.
0: That's so, I was like, I don't want to tell, I don't want to say what like <laughs> I envision you as. Cause I don't want to taint the minds of anyone, but I literally like thinking about you in entertainment. I'm like, why is Ryan Seacrest even on the air? Like why? Yeah. Like I, I could totally see you in like that, like E red carpet entertainment tonight. like, I don't know, that makes so much sense to me.
1: That's it. I appreciate that. And I I realized, and this, and this is, you know, some sometimes you get these 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 feelings of like, you know, an um, imposter syndrome, or you get these feelings of like feeling selfish for wanting to go after certain things. And I realized that when I got here, that I didn't want to be a reporter or just a host, you know, talking about other people. I also want to be a part of the culture like
0: Yeah, you're like I want I to be wanna, the people.
1: Yeah, I want to be the people like I want to be creating stuff that like people look up to and say like, "Oh wow, this guy did an amazing job with this and with that." And so it started off as me coming out here wanting to be like an entertainment reporter and then like eventually hosting, but now it has transitioned into me wanting to be um, a game show host. Cause the voice was always like the, the main, so? like, Yeah. <laughs> like the, like the voice or something like it. So like hosting the voice. Um, so like it, which is different from like red carpet hosting, like red carpet Absolutely. hosting. Yeah, is like, no,
0: like a show host. I was like literally right. giving a nod to our producer who the listeners cannot hear on this, but, uh, we are developing a game show, so I was oh like, cool, oh, man. Maybe we need a host.
1: If we need a <laughs> host. You know, you know, I'm in the market, so I want to be a game show host. That's the ultimate main <laughs> dream is to host <laughs> a game show. Listen which to that, is that like networking, you guys. Weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is such a weird goal, and people love it when I tell them because they're like, "Oh my god!" Like everyone out here wants to do this and do that. Like I have never heard game show host, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's unique," and and I'm here, you know. Um, but now I'm open to um acting as well. I'm starting to get into that. acting and dabble in that and obviously reality TV. So Of
0: course. We've gotta talk about that a little. Yeah, well it's it's also like kind of hard not to pick up the the itch to at least try things once you're right. really out here. Cause everyone you meet people doing so many things and you're like well, that sounds fun. Or you get an idea and you're like, I feel like this could actually like work in that, in that kind of area. I just wrote a country song. Like it hasn't been released, but like it's a full blown, not even, it's not even supposed to be musical comedy. I just was like, I just listened to country when I was young and I want to do it. Um, So yeah, you start getting like these little like bugs or you're also surround, you're in the place where there's, it's, it's at least potentially accessible. So you go, well, why wouldn't I try it? Yeah. Let's talk, uh, let's talk a little bit of reality TV because people I'm sure are like, get to the fucking bachelorette, bitch. Um, (laughs) You, you were on the most recent season.
1: Yeah, I was.
0: Did you, did someone nominate you or did you apply yourself? I applied myself. Nice. Did you think, what did you think the odds of you getting it were? Were you like,
1: I, I thought I had like a, like a three and ten chance
0: oh wow i think that's good those are good good odds
1: yeah was that too accurate
0: no (laughs) i just feel like that's that makes sense yeah
1: like i wouldn't have applied if i didn't think i didn't have a chance but i also was like no way this would happen like no way
0: yeah were you were you like kind of shocked when when you got, like, chosen, when they are like, actually, we're gonna, like, keep you and move forward with you.
1: 100,000%. Not only was I surprised, but I was like, why are y'all calling me? Like, what do you want in me? Like, what do you see in me that you want?
0: You're like, you know. There? But
1: that was, like, very self-deprecating for me to think that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I think that it's easy to think that, though, with, I... I... I shouldn't assume I can see how it could be easy to think that with reality TV where there are some people we all know if you've watched a reality show, some people are brought in because they are caricatures and sort of there's always the, you know, the villain and, you know, the the crazy like drunk person. So I could see how anyone could go, wait, like I'm not like the crazy one, right? Like that's not why you're calling me (laughs)
1: like
0: I'm not like. It's the one that people are gonna be like, oh my God. Yeah.
1: This this might be kind of mean, but I thought about this the other day. It's almost like American Idol where you have the bad singers cast yes. on purpose. Because look how hard it is the casting process to get through. You have all these amazing singers. And then they let the bad singers through. So I think that's kind of like the same with this show. It's like, absolutely. Have a couple crazies. We need yeah. to have a couple,
0: you know, yeah. Red flags that like right. kind of light things up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, probably. I auditioned for American Idol multiple oh, wow. times, but not, not this was that. like before I lived in LA, I didn't understand the, that. And for those of you listening, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit, but there's a whole other world where, there are producers and there are people who will never be at those cattle calls that oh. for one reason or another, the production team's aware of, you know, uh, already kind of working musicians sometimes. And that's not to say nobody in the cattle call ever gets anything, but there's some, there's some cherry picking going on. It's the, the same thing oh. with America's Got Talent. There are people who skip the line and get to go to the producer's <laughs> thing. Skip the line. Well, and a lot of I ended up speaking with someone from uh who worked in production on American Idol. And a lot of uh most of what gets through on the cattle call is like the bad auditions. Like those are mm. for them to find. Yeah. And then, you know, um yeah. and just to have shots of, you know, stadiums full of hopeful dreams being crushed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, there's just there's just so so much that goes into it in so many rounds, and I assume it's the same with Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. Um, Were you already like a big fan of the show?
1: No, 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 no. So the reason, the only, I, I had seen maybe like two episodes of The Bachelor. No, I saw one episode of The Bachelor, and I think one episode of Paradise. Okay. Like literally two episodes of this franchise. (laughs) And then two guys, speaking of singing, two guys that I know here in LA were on this recent spinoff show called um, Bachelor Listen to Your Heart, which was singers coming together to find love and they had to pair up and whatever. And, uh, And the two guys who I know were the two finalists.
0: That's so crazy.
1: Yeah, and the one that I'm closest with won.
0: Oh my God. That's so so funny. Is he still with whoever he won with?
1: They just broke up last week or announced it last week. At least literally just last week. Isn't that crazy?
0: What timing? Because I think anyone who's listening, that is a, I, I, by the way, your season is the first season I ever watched. And we did it for my other podcast. We, we were like, let's, let's watch a reality. My other podcast, we mostly dig into nerd culture stuff that we haven't seen. We were like, let's do a reality show. And then I was like, my friend is on this season. This is yeah, crazy. This is
1: the one we're going to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which uh, according to like lifelong bachelor people, like we had a guest host who's like a fanatic. Um, hmm. They're like, this was the, the season is unlike anything that's ever happened, you know, with the quarantine, but then Claire leaving or whatever. Yeah.
1: So what, what, what was your thoughts of, me being on there like when you saw me on there what what was your thought
0: well my first thought was literally like and I think I might have said this on the podcast I was like Garrett's getting a lot of screen time like I was was like like I was like I I thought in the because we did we did brackets which we obviously ended up throwing out or like a like a they have some sheet that you fill out but like the amount that they were showing you and it was all like good cuts they're showing you like you were funny you're charming and I was like I think he's he's going to be toward the end. Like, in the first couple episodes, I was... Just based on, like, what I think I know, which I obviously is not... I don't know everything, about, like, how they cut reality and how they kind of feature people to make you like them so that, you know, that grows... You're more devastated if they leave, and but you, like, are attached to the idea of them staying on. I thought, like, the perception of you, I just thought, was, like, what a fun guy. I was really bummed that you got cut right before
1: Yeah.
0: shot Because I was like, I thought, I thought you and Easy were hands down the two most entertaining. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, now Thank we're you. all just clinging to Easy as our like one like
1: funny, uh, ray uh, yeah. of
0: sunshine in this <laughs> hell hole. And not that the other guys weren't, there was plenty of funny, fun cast members. But from the beginning you guys really stuck out i thought that like if nothing else this i was like well he made a good impression for people watching like anyone who like saw him and remembers him is gonna go that was a great like likable like likable which i think is also good for i don't know if you were and i don't know if you're even allowed to say (laughs) If you were going on for like really looking for love, or if you're just like, well, I'll just go on, on this and see what happens. Um,
1: are you allowed to say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean I mean, either or you're like, works. I wasn't not looking for love. I, I mean, I mean either, either or works, right? Like if I yeah. went on there for love. I, I think I think that scares women when you're like, Oh, I'm here for love. Like if I said that on like a first date, like I'm here for love. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like so, so it's like so it's like,
0: like oh, I'm not gonna it, go on a date. with no chance of ever
1: wanting love. Right, exactly. You go knowing that like this person has the potential of being a lover, a partner, a a lover. And, and you see what happens in like, I, I did a lot of work looking up Claire. I did a lot of work and, and I, and I at points didn't want to go. I was like, (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. Like n- number one, the way she was going off on dudes. Like our season was like, if you had seen her previously, you would have known that she no. Is
0: I hot-headed. didn't know till I looked back, and then I was like, yeah. I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe they like when she left, and then and we really dug into like looking into her. I was like, I can't believe that they didn't maybe see this coming.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, they did. They did. She 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 had done hot headed stuff in the past, and then she had never. Um, I don't think because I didn't watch the full seasons, I just watched clips. Like, yeah. never really had really shown interest in a black guy. So those are the two things that were the biggest concerns for me: was the her going off on dudes, and then like if I don't want to be a space filler, right? Because like because like you can tell when someone's into someone like like the current guy, Bat James, like. Seems like a great dude. Oh, he and seems like so and, great. and 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 he's he's very adamant and like defending himself that like all these people saying that he doesn't like black women, like he's just he, he gets upset about that. But you can tell that he's more into white women. Well, I saying? mean you
0: can tell like who he's at and it's like right. I like to approach it from like maybe he's equally into women and he's just having a better connection, right. but I but I definitely see I can see that, but it's, it right. sucks that. So,
1: so, but Claire, but Claire, they made it very clear that she's open to everybody. She's very and she clearly, an, and clearly she into blackmail. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> very clearly, very clearly. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that was good to know. And I, I I was happy to go on. I was happy.
0: Are you, are you now like, are you watching Matt James like full season? Like you're sucked in.
1: Yo, yeah. Oh yeah. That's I'm, what happened so to I'm me. I'm like is, live tweeting. I'm live tweeting. Me too. And I was like, why you? am
0: I like doing memes about Victoria? Why is this right. happening? Like, right. Just it's because I, 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 you know, we started watching Bachelorette the season you were on with Claire going, it's, you know, it's for the show. It's for research. And then now right. I'm like, it's, it's eight o'clock on Monday. Turn on the like just like going insane and being like, if we don't get Anna out of here, like like far too invested yeah, in these no, strangers get Anna out
1: of there. Get Victoria out of there. Uh, but, but before I forget, thank you for what you said about my time on there. I I thought that um, I thought that I did well when I was there. I connected with Claire very well. We had a lot of laughter. A lot of the guys thought I was gonna make it and kind of go far, but I just got kind of cut at the knees by Claire. And so I thought that, I wasn't really gonna be, you know, showing that much. I knew they had to develop my character for the dodgeball game, because I knew I had done that big moment where I stripped first. Yes. But, but like, I didn't know the editors, because the editors and, like, the producers are, like, separate. So the editors were like, we like this guy. So they, like, like put me on a lot. And I was like, that's, I I was very surprised.
0: Were you, I I wanna get to the dodgeball thing, because I think that's important and I liked your post about it. But before we get to that, were you, I mean, pro- obviously pleasantly surprised to be like, oh, I'm in the show. As mm-hmm. far as watching yourself in all these clips, how, how was that? How does that make you feel like when you're watching and like seeing yourself, were you like hypercritical or like, yeah. it's a nightmare for me. The idea of me watching myself,
1: Yeah, like I don't like to watch my I, own stand
0: up sets. I go like, oh, why did I should have said this or like,
1: yeah, I, I came off a lot better than what I thought. I was I thought I was a freaking goofball and like they were going to like there was a there was like a a swimming pool race that I had lost. There was like a ton of shit that I was really worried about. And then also you saw my post on Instagram about my body and just like, you know, not really accepting or believing that I had, you know, a, a body that I that I loved. And so I was very worried about the dodgeball game and looking like a, a lard next to these yeah, like, Yeah, they were like, oh, like, but I'm going to be fit, naked. six-pack ab dudes. Yeah, this is and, like, what do they
0: do besides workout? some of the, it's like, uh, first but, of all, all of you, are in amazing shape. There, were, but there was a couple guys that I was like, did you like surgically get the abs chiseled right. into your, like, how do you do right.
1: that? Right. But, but I ended up looking fine and yeah. all of it and all of it, I looked fine. And I was like, thank God that I didn't <laughs> look crazy. Like I thought I was.
0: Well, yeah. Cause it's like, if you're, you never know with editors and stuff, the way they edit things. And especially with reality TV, if you're a little bit goofy, are they going to cut you to look like, a total clown when it's like what? you make a couple jokes but then all of a sudden you're just like all the time <laughs> And mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. um i so you you mentioned it like when when the dodgeball episode aired you posted a picture and you talked about you know having sort of this insecurity about your your body and mm-hmm. uh and you know how it would be received i n- and not i don't think this is I'm like worried that this sounds like I'm over dramatizing, but I truly felt like this is like a revolutionary statement you're making in that Mm. I, I am inundated with women doing body positivity and talking about love your body. I, I'm sure it's out there. I have, I had never seen a straight man. Oh, say something like that. Be vulnerable. In fact, my like, When I picture straight men, it's like a beer, of gut that um, men are just recklessly like I get mad that I'm like, do men not care? Uh, Like, are they not ashamed at all? Like, so seeing that like vulnerable side of a guy going, actually, this is a thing I was worried about was like, did you get did you get any like feedback from other men being like, thank you for saying this?
1: It was only really other women. Those there were no fucking really, motherfuckers.
0: Because, yeah, because yeah, they're pussies and they're like, I fuck. Or they're just deranged and in disgusting shape and think yeah. that they're
1: it's, it's, hot. Yeah, it's almost like dudes don't don't give a damn. And it's like, I know we do, but it's just we don't open up about certain things. Yeah, That's, that's well, the thing is that like, I, men just don't open up about stuff like that.
0: Absolutely. And I think that, like, even if they do give a damn, I think we have this thing in our culture where men are taught that like you shouldn't let people know that you care about something like that you know it's like this sort of toxic masculine like no act like everything's fine and like nothing rattles you and to like see see you this this just like a human male obviously but like someone who i know you know i you know i know my version of knowing you but as this very confident guy who like it's you know it seems like oh garen could do anything he seems like he's like got confidence that i would like to aspire to seeing someone yeah oh absolutely you're welcome but seeing someone like that open up and say actually no i do have insecurities Was refreshing i
1: I appreciate you saying that and that that really means a lot and my, my brother will tell you i'm a very very unique person i'm the only guy who will have like Selena Gomez and Gucci Mane on the same uh, <laughs> playlist. Like, like that's, what black guy, what straight black guy listens to Selena Gomez? And, that's hilarious. You know, and Gucci Mane. So I'm just weird in that way that just like, I don't conform to to like, you know, stereotypes about how men are supposed to be or what men are supposed to like, what women are supposed to like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I you know, I'm a man and I do mostly man things, but there's some stuff that's like, you like, know, yeah, I like more, this. More feminine. Yeah. Why do
0: we call this feminine? I enjoy it. Right. Like it's. Yeah, it's
1: cool. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Everyone should have Selena Gomez. I I, I have this
1: uh, I have this like like bed canopy thing, and because I'm trying to make my apartment look like a Miami South Beach club, like like a <laughs> combat, like a outdoor Miami pool. <laughs> and,
0: and, I love that so much. Right It's
1: so dope. I have this like LED lights and all this other stuff, and so I <laughs> so I bought the canopy. And like my, like dudes are making fun of me. Like my, my, my homeboy Thomas and my dad was like a canopy, what that, you know, and like every, <laughs> every woman that I told it to was like, Oh my God, that is so cool. That is so amazing. That's just, so I'm like, am I doing this for the dudes or for the women? I was like, F y'all, I'm doing this for the women. You're yeah, like, women, I'm not bringing you into
0: it. my bedroom. I don't right. care
1: what you think about right. It. right. Could care less. I was like, women think it's like, Masculine enough. Because like a woman will tell you be like, oh that's girly. That's that's oh yeah. They'd be
0: like, oh wow.
1: Oh wow, that's girly. No, they're they're all like that is dope. Like they're like, you can pull that off. And it's very like sexual too. So it's like perfect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean it does. It has that sort of like sexy kind of connotation to it. I love dude, I I fucking love that. It's
1: dope. It's dope. Yeah.
0: I love that so much. Um, do you think this is just this is just like purely gossip. Are you surprised that Claire and Dale didn't, that they broke up?
1: No, 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 not at all, no.
0: <laughs> I was surprised they made it this long. I was like, wow, look at them.
1: Yeah, that was, look at them, yeah.
0: I felt like that was the pinnacle of, when you talk about like, oh, when I looked into her, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I was like, this is the pinnacle of someone who does not suss out their emotions before acting right.
1: on them. They're, they're, well, the, re- the reason I knew that it wasn't gonna work out is a few reasons. One, I know that she has some like anger issues that she has to work out because like no man wants to be yelled at like that. So it was that, very like, evident, right? And 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 that that's was was what some of the issues were were arguments, you know. Um, so one, no man wants to be yelled at like that. So that's one thing I know needs.
0: Nobody to be wants to be yelled at.
1: Another like that. thing, um, the reason I ended up applying for the show is because I had a relationship, uh, like a a woman I had fallen for that didn't work out, and this is the first time ever. That I had told someone I loved them in less than seven, eight months. Oh, it wow. was it was two weeks.
0: Ah, uh, it was it just was a, a whirlwind. Um, it was a
1: whirlwind. It was like a love bomb, and we told each other we loved each other, and it didn't work out because she felt like she moved too fast. She that's felt. That's the thing. Like, is
0: what is that the the brighter something burns? There's a whole. There's a something
1: like that. I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The harder so was, the racehorse
0: pisses, the quicker he finishes is the gross version. But like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like when it, when it burns super bright, it goes out more quickly, like bigger bright stars.
1: <laughs> right. You've got to take your time. She should have forced herself to do the whole six, seven weeks. However yeah. Was.
0: I was just talking with my roommate who watched the show. She's my, also my co-host, um, uh, of the other podcast. And, uh, we're now of course fully invested in the bachelor franchise goddammit. it but mm. <laughs> um we were just talking like earlier today like do you think that she watched the rest of the season or is gonna watch it now and go because there were like toward the end with Tayshia there were so many guys that I was like this is a good guy she quality got a group dudes. of like quality men and I wonder if Claire is like I mean, what a fuck up to like see how great these guys that you just were like, bye. Uh, And that was just of who was left. Like,
1: (sighs) you know, if she does think that way, I don't think she should. Um, No, there there was a um, there was a girl I started dating after um, after the show. And it was kind of similar. It was like I had hundreds of girls messaging me, DMing me. So I was going to
0: ask you next. (laughs) And
1: I I ended up, I ended up like cutting off, you know, basically all the women that were hitting me up and talking to me for this one girl. And she ended up deciding that she didn't want to date anymore, which which has been a a, a kind of a rough couple weeks for me. But sorry, I appreciate it. But I don't.
0: I mean, yeah. sorry, go
1: on. <laughs> but and, and I and I didn't like rush into it the way, you know. It just didn't work did. out. It's it bummer. just didn't work out. So, But I don't regret cutting it off with the other women. No. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like, it was what I felt like was the best decision at the time and whatever. But yeah,
0: you went with your heart.
1: Yeah. I think she should have taken her time with Dale, not necessarily with us. Like, if that's what you were feeling, at least make sure that he's like a good person. Yeah. Like, like, you you, know can, you cannot person. know that. No. Yeah. Some, someone could be the person of your dreams and be an absolute nightmare.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also how long did you know you? Because I'm sure that I probably learned this at some point. How long did you know you were going to be a cast member before you guys actually went to... The, so yeah, yeah, So I,
1: I was a late ad Which was really cool Cause it just like Happened like that Some guys were waiting For months Oh and okay I So was you were like, just like Oh nice I knew I knew I was gonna be there I got cast Like a week before I left
0: Oh it So it was like Just yeah. in time to
1: quarantine Like Just in time to quarantine But I had known For about a month Because we had been talking For about a month So it
0: was like On the table It just was like It was
1: on the table Yes So it was nuts It was insane
0: yeah, because well, we just talked about how this idea of in in the past, I guess, on the show, there's not a huge window of when the contestants and the and the you know Bachelor Bachelorette are announced. But she had this weird window of they moved the season to like maybe kind of stock guys. I don't mean that in the crazy like stock, but and like formulate this idea of who she thought they were like based on like social media, which is a very slippery slope, obviously. Uh-huh. Very. Yeah. So we were like, maybe she just like had this image of him based on his social media and was like, right. he loves She loves his mom. Yeah. Um, right.
1: Right. And he works out, you know,
0: <laughs> that's enough. And it's never not even close.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but, but I, but I feel bad for It didn't work out.
0: Me you know, too. I, and ho- yeah. hopefully she'll, you know, find the right, thing and and figure it yeah. all out
1: she'll bounce back
0: yeah I'm sure uh maybe do maybe not oh no. <laughs> do you um do you have any are there any plans of going into other bachelor things are blink if you're not allowed to say anything about this
1: <laughs> I'm like I'm do you have'm I'm, I'm...
0: you're open to it sorry
1: I'm very, I'm very interested in, um, Bachelor in Paradise. Like, uh, I, I mean, sometimes they come up with like other spinoffs and stuff like that. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what they have planned or whatever, but, um, and my season may have just been like super weird. Like I know they're going to try to do another season soon, you know, when they're supposed to like back, back to the regular schedule, which I think would be like February or March coming up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um. So I don't know. There's so many dudes that can be on VIP, like, but there's only, there's so many dudes they can choose from, but there's only like what 15 slots. So I don't I don't know if I'd ever be considered seriously for it. But I I told I I told him I'd be open to it.
0: That so you're open to it. It's like, yeah. Am I open to going to an island with a bunch of women who are potentially lovers? Yeah. No, I would. I guess I could do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, just, I can sure. make room in my schedule. We're gonna right. uh, wrap up for the the free hour-long episode. And then if I could just have you for like five more minutes because I just want to like do a just couple more questions. But where, Absolutely. as we say goodbye to the non-Patreon listeners and if you want to listen to the rest of this, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Where mm-hmm. can people follow you? Uh,
1: Instagram, Garen, G-A-R-I-N, flowers. That's Instagram and Twitter. And I'm big on TikTok, flowers on flowers.
0: Yes, his TikToks are great. I, I, it's, it's you and two other people that I go to like TikTok for and <laughs> I'm I'm bad at it, but I love it. Go follow him, that go follow him everywhere. Uh, and then yes. uh, go over to Patreon for the next, you know, couple of minutes. And then we'll wrap up.
1: Yes. Thank you guys.
0: Thank you. Bye everyone. Well, there you go. That concludes the free hour of the Garen flowers episode. You guys did not What did I tell you? He's fucking incredible. He's great. How excited are you to see him host a game show on your show? Be on the the red carpet with E. Like, he's he's built for it. Go check out his social media. Like, like go look at our Instagram, at Ignorance is Blast. You'll see him there. It'll link you to his social media. Or just go straight to the show notes. Fuck me, skip my Instagram. But, you know, I wouldn't mind if you followed me there. I wouldn't mind the fucking dopamine hit of being like, another follower? What a beautiful day. We're all addicted to this. You'll see what I mean. He's just, it's, you connect with him. He's fucking just so... Great. So relatable, so fun. I'm just so grateful that I got to have him as a guest. And I am really looking forward to seeing how his future unfolds because I know it's going to be so wonderful. And this, you know, will not be the last that any of you see or hear of uh, my incredible friend, Garen Flowers. So I hope you enjoyed hearing the conversation as much as I enjoyed getting to have it. If you haven't already... Go ahead and, you know what I'm going to tell you to do? Hit that subscribe button. You thought I was going to say Patreon. Do that too. Speaking of which, shout out to John, Gene, Greg, Kathy, Terry. I'm missing someone. No. Eric. Tits, McGee. I'm looking at an old list. Yes, Eric was who I was forgetting, but I wasn't forgetting you. I just got too comfortable with the script, Eric. Let this be a lesson to all of us. Do not rely too heavily on scripts. They're a security blanket. They'll fuck you up. Also, I should probably delete the old one that I had saved in here for some reason. Anyway, love those guys. And like I said before, uh, it's a, if you've been on the fence about it, I would encourage you to just come try it out. Give it one month, check it out. Especially if you're like, oh, it would be cool to do the, the hangout tier. It seems like I would like to, maybe it'd be fun to like get to chat with her. It's such a small group. It's literally like fucking, to me, it's like the equivalent of let's, you know, Go to a bar and grab a couple beers. Not everyone's drinking, but, you know, let's go out and grab a bite with, like, a group of buddies. It's great. We're buddies. We're idiot buddies. I've lost my mind, you guys. It's – I shouldn't have taken a nap. It's really late at night, but I have too much energy. Anyways, you guys don't need to do, know any of that. I just want to say thank you again to all of you. Um, Thank you to everyone who has subscribed. Thank you to everyone who has left a rating and a review. I hope you know that I just really – um. I really value you guys and the kind of community that we're building here. It, it means a lot to me and I'm I'm just so grateful that I've gotten to, you know, stumble upon this just really cool thing through just wanting to, <laughs> making a podcast out of just wanting to be nosy, frankly. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, we're there. I'm not good at posting, at Blessed Podcast. You want to put faces to the... The voices that you're hearing, my guess that that's Instagram. You'll want to go to Instagram at Ignorance Is Blessed, and also if you're someone who you know maybe is off and on with the podcast in terms of you know some some guests you're here for, some of them it's not really your cup of tea. Following on Instagram will get you to see uh, little clip previews. So I'm I'm doing more of that now. I'm trying to get on top of the socials so you'll be able to hear little clips and decide you know is this a for now podcast that I immediately need to jump on? Do I put in the old storage bank? Anyway, um, you know, I'd like to think that everyone's listening to every episode, but we live on earth. So I'm grateful for when you tune in and to those of you who are listening to every episode, fucking hell love you guys. (sighs) On that note, speaking of love, give our guests some love. Go follow him. His links are in the show notes. And please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They are just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions for Garen or other guests you'd like to suggest, if you've ever been like, oh, I wish I would have known this guest was coming because I would have liked to you know, submit this question that she somehow overlooked, Facebook group head to the Facebook group, type in "ignorance's hashtag blessed idiots in your search bar. Join. You will be prompted with a question. So just mention the the podcast so that you don't get a, you know, your, your request doesn't go unanswered and get in there. Start a conversation. That's a good entryway to like finding out that it's a group of cool people. If you've been, you know, on the fence about getting in on the Patreon. (sighs) So yeah, get in there. Keep giving suggestions. Keep asking questions because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening, and thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots!